Welcome to Wisdom for the Journey Season 3. My name is Mariana and I'm the creator and host of this podcast. Over the past three seasons and two years, my goal has been to help young women feel less alone, develop healthy relationships with themselves, others, and God, and feel empowered in their God-given callings. I love all the episodes in this season and I know you will get something out of this episode. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to Wisdom for the Journey. I don't know if this is the first episode that I'm going to post, but it is the first one that I'm recording for season three, and I'm so ready to be back. Um, today, I have an episode that I'm very excited about. I will be talking with Jake Johnson about how to grow your faith through health challenges. Jake, could you tell your the listeners a little bit about yourself and your journey? So I am Jake Johnson. I am Mariana's sister's brother. And I am a senior in high school, and um, I was born with congenital heart disease, which basically means that you are born with heart disease. You did not do anything like it would you when you were in your mom's stomach. It would just something along the process happen. And I have heterotaxia, which basically means I do not have a spleen, so I've never really heard of the spleen until about. I mean, I don't know what that really is, so. I've had four open heart surgeries and probably about five or six MRIs. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that your journey is so cool to me. And he is actually the brother of Josie, who I did my episode on how to survive middle school with. So that's just kind of cool. But um, I also have a congenital heart condition called subaortic stenosis, and I've had two open heart surgeries. But um, Jake's condition and how he has talked around, we've had some conversations about it, and how um, he's talked about his faith with it has always amazed me. So I'm very, very excited to do this episode with him. Um, So yeah, I'm just ready. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Before we get into it, I always share a verse that kind of speaks to me about this, and we kind of chat about it. And this week's verse comes from Isaiah 41.10, which says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Um, So what are some things that first comes to mind for you when you hear that verse? That God is over you no matter what. Mm, Yeah. Like, I'm kind of getting the sense from the verse. It's like he covers us, like he protects us and helps us. So I really liked how you said covers. Um, I also thought when I read this verse, like the presence of God eliminates fear, which um, is kind of cool. That's kind of what I felt. Um, And then, of course, like the verse said, God strengthens us and he helps us, um, whether that be mentally or physically and I think when we're going through the hardship of physical conditions even like this like God strengthening us mentally is really helpful do you kind of feel that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um and then I also got it like we shouldn't be ashamed about our 
about our conditions, about what we've gone through. It says that God upholds us with his righteous hand, like his righteous hand, um, which kind of speaks to me that we shouldn't be ashamed. Are there, is there anything else that you wanted to point out about that verse before we get into it? Um, I think that's really all. The only other thing is like, it also just speaks to the time we live in right now with the mm -hmm. pandemic. Like, we even if we get it, we're still safe. Yeah, we, we went through this, and God has been there the whole time. Mm -hmm. Oh, I really love that. I wasn't thinking about that, but that is so true. God has been with us this whole time. You are so right. I really love that. Um. So the best part of the episode, in my opinion, are the questions. So we can go ahead and get into that, um, which is the first one. I don't, I don't know if you have as many of these. I don't have a ton, but like, what is the biggest misconception that people have about the health condition that you have? I think it's just it's not one of those health conditions that people mention, like how we have like cancer and mm. all these other things like people don't mention this and when people think heart disease they usually think when you're older they don't usually think if you're born with it that's usually not something people think about but it happens yeah yeah congenital heart con like conditions like they're a big thing um yeah i think that's a big misconception another one that i get sometimes especially like right after my second surgery was like that I'm not healthy and that I'm not like okay and that I'm just going to be like in a bed forever and that I can't do physical activity and like if that's your experience experience and if you have a health condition like that that's totally valid I mean you can still lead an amazing life with that but that's not me and that's a misconception that I get a lot that I can't play sports or that I can't run or that I have to do some crazy thing to make sure I'm healthy, which isn't true. And people typically just assume that when I say I have a congenital heart condition. A lot of my friends play sports and that's something like I watch their games and that's yeah. kind of like my whole thing. It's like I'm still watching them, even though I'm not participating. Like I'm mm -hmm. still part of that kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think for me, as I've grown, reminding myself and reminding other people that my health condition doesn't take anything away from who I am as a person and I think that's just something that people need to remember <laughs> um yeah so yeah those are some of the kind of just some of the misconceptions <laughs> that I have encountered um when going through my life thus far with my health condition. So this second question, I think actually really ties um, into the first one. It's what would you say to someone struggling to not put their identity in health struggles? That doesn't define you. There's so many other things that I like love to do that people point out. It's not, I mean, not that people know, like, not that people know a lot. I mean, there's only a couple of people that I've told that really know outside of like my very close friends and family and I think it's just there's a lot of other things positive things in life that defines you mm -hmm. your faith is definitely one that defines you yeah absolutely and I would like to say you said that not many people know 
thank you so much for having the bravery for being on like being willing to come on here and share your story i think that is so cool but um yeah i mean i think i totally agree with you in saying like you're so much more than a health condition like you're so much more than that you are god's beloved child and god's beloved children are so much more than what they've gone through with their physical health um and i also wanted to um bring up two things actually it's really difficult to differentiate who we are versus what we have been through um like our identity is so strongly influenced by the experience that we've had so this struggle with putting your identity in your health condition is so valid and i know that i've struggled with placing my identity and what i've been through versus who i am do you think that you've struggled with that any i think during the pandemic i think a lot of like we stayed hunkered down a lot last year just to be safe and like a lot of my friends did and i just felt like i put myself first and mm -hmm. i did what i knew i was supposed to do yeah. and i just felt sometimes i was being left out even though it wasn't the best situation yeah yeah and we all long to belong some to belong to something and when our health takes away from that that can be really really difficult i remember after my second surgery um i missed like the last two months two months yeah two months of my fifth grade year and it was so hard coming back and not being able to go out to recess with my friends and seeing them forming these connections and feeling like this feeling of like my health has caused me to miss out on so much and i feel so left out and it made me like really mad for a while um but yeah i can i can resonate with that um and then one last thing that i wanted to bring up about identity and health was that we all long to belong to something. And sometimes when things like health have such a huge, like play such huge parts in our lives, we put our identity into that. And to counteract that, we should always strive to place our identity into Christ and the set apart gifts he has placed in all of us. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, if, ooh, if you have anything else to add, um, you can. Um, but that's just a bit what I was thinking about placing identity and health struggles. Well, I don't know if we're going to answer this question, but I just think of something positive that comes around and you've experienced this too. I recently got to make a wish. And I think that's something that, that is something that no person on the sidewalk can just go and say, I can, can I have a make a wish? That's something that I think is so, so something so positive. Because yeah to do something and yeah. tell people you know this is what i've been through and this is what i'm going to go get to do oh my gosh yes and i think that even plays into the identity thing you said it might not as much but like if we're going to place our identity in our health conditions isn't make a wish like such a cool thing to be like i'm a make a wish kid and mm -hmm. i'm i'm also a make a wish kid and it is literally so cool um like you said to say this is what I've been through and this is what I get this is what I get to do. 
um it is it is just so cool um so i'm so glad that you brought that up and then the next question is a bit more deep than the past one um but do you ever feel hopeless or like nothing good can come from your struggles um I don't really want to say I feel hopeless. I think that growing up, I mean, I've always known I couldn't play sports. And I mean, I'm not a big sports person, but if I were to play a sport, it might be baseball or basketball. Mm -hmm. But I think the pandemic really shined a light on, I think a lot of people saw the pandemic as different as me. And I respect their opinions, but it's sometimes frustrating that other people don't believe in what you believe but yeah. yet there's science right in front of you and i think science is something we that's definitely saved my life and your life but will save every someone's life at some point yeah it was, it was frustrating to see people not believe in science yeah that was really hard for me too i mean i don't have something that could have really majorly been affected by the pandemic, but I definitely had some risk associated with that. And so especially the few months where I did it, I didn't really know like what the impacts COVID could have on kids like me. It was really hard to see people, even people close to me and feel like they kind of were like throwing that away and not considering that their actions might have an impact on people who have struggled with health like me. Um, so yeah, I totally resonate with that. And I can see that that was for me and for you a bit of a frustrating part in our journey with health and with just in our lives. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, yeah, and to this question, I felt um, a lot of, I would, I would probably say hopelessness before and after my surgery, not in like my life, but when it comes to my physical body. Um, before my second surgery I had when I was 11, I struggled a lot with like anxiety and nightmares. Um, and I felt really hopeless. And I was just for the, for three months, I was just sitting in a place of dread and complete fear and I felt so alone and I felt like there was no room for God in my hopelessness and after the surgery which went great everything was wonderful which I praise God for every day I felt like all of my strength had been taken away from me <laughs> like I'd run a 5k that past November and I couldn't walk to my mailbox in my driveway and that kind of thing that came with it just made me feel, I wouldn't say hopeless. I don't know what the word is it for. Just kind of sad and like, like just disappointed, um, I guess is how I would describe it. But I don't know if you've had any experiences like that, but it definitely played a huge role in my health. Yeah, sorry to interrupt, but my last heart surgery was, after fifth grade graduation, like I had a couple weeks and then I had to go all the way up to Boston. Mm. And I was just sad because that summer, I didn't want that summer to be 
made a piece of that. And when everything was said and done, the doctors were like, you might be up here for a month. I was, my surgery was July 1st and we flew back home in 10 more, in 10 days. And that was just exciting because I had more time of summer. Like summer wasn't really taken away looking back. It just was given more me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's so cool. And I think that plays a big part into our faith too of like God kind of showing up and bringing good things out of really, really, really sucky things, really, really hard things. Um, Yeah, thank you for sharing that. But that's a bit about how I felt. I'm glad that you shared a bit about you. Um, So the next one is we already shared a verse at the beginning of the episode, but do you have any verses that bring you peace about health struggles? I can't really think of any specific ones. There's so many that Mm -hmm. just, I think really, we each have a life verse at school and mine's I can't remember the verse, but it's love your neighbor as you would have loved yourself. Mm. That verse. And I think it's love everybody, but I think it's also love everybody no matter their opinions. No matter mm-hmm. what anybody thinks of you, you have to love them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just such a good message because just because you don't see eye to eye doesn't mean you can't be friends. Or doesn't mean if you're sitting on the bleachers and you're playing, doesn't mean you can't be friends. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, a personal experience that I have with this is um, with that verse, especially, and as it ties into my heart stuff, um, I have a pretty prominent scar on my chest. It's big and it's red and it's noticeable. And that's not a bad thing. It's just me. I've had it ever since I can remember. And I love V-necks. I think they are so cute. (laughs) So I wear Phoenix a lot so you can see my scar. And I remember it was about a year ago and there was a boy in my PE class who I'd been in class with for two months, like in person in class with him. And he hadn't talked to me at all. Right. And we get to the last day of school and I go home and he requests to follow me on Instagram. And I'm like, okay, like, whatever, I know you from school. So I accepted his follow request and he DM'd me and he was like, hey, what's up? I saw you had a scar on your chest and I was just curious about what it was. And I told him about what it was. And then after I told him over direct message, he unfollowed me. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, thank you. But I think why I brought that up was you said that verse about loving yourself as you love, like loving your neighbor as you as you love yourself. Sorry, I can't speak, but I held on to that for like a while, and then I kind of thought of like if I'm called to love him as I would myself, then I need to let go of this. Um, because it was making me self conscious, and it was it was just making me struggle a bit. And once I really intentionally tried to love him as God called me to do, that really helped. Um, and I, I didn't forget about it, but it wasn't the first thing on my mind. I didn't care as much. So I think that really comes into it, like loving others. 
So I'm glad that you brought up that verse. And then one verse for me personally that is so helpful is 1 Corinthians 14.33, which says, For God is not an author of confusion, but of peace, which is probably my favorite verse. Um, it has helped me in many struggles, physical or not, um, that in all my anxiety, God is the author of peace. So yeah, thank you for those verses, and I'm glad that we got to talk about it. So, how has God brought beauty from ashes through your health struggles? I mean, I think one of the most important things is through everything. I mean, I haven't said this before, but I was brought home on hospice, so I never, I really was almost about to be not living and I think everything that God has done either through heart surgeries or MRIs or anything really in life it's given me a sense of learning more about myself and applying it to life like right now these past two years has been challenging for everybody and I think I know what challenging times are and this is not anything compared to what I've been through, but it gives a sense of, you know, I've been there where I don't know what the next day is going to look like, but I know it's going to get better each day. So I think it's kind of one of those things where in realizing, like, you can apply what you learn to the life you live right now. And I think having that perspective of going through something that intense and that big at a young age gives you such like such a perspective on the rest of your life and I can hear the gratitude that you have and thankfulness that you have like in your voice and I think that is so cool um and thank you for sharing that um but yeah that is that is a miracle and I can totally see the beauty through ashes in your story um and then I know that you're a make-a-wish kid and I am too and I've really seen God through that and like something that I felt like well this just happened and this just sucks and nothing good can come from it and then make-a-wish happened and it was like flowers blooming from ashes like beauty um and so I think Make-A-Wish is a big part of my story and God bringing beauty from ashes mm-hmm. I'm still waiting to hear what it is I'll let you know um some of my choices are meeting Selena Gomez or Taylor Swift or going to the White House <laughs> those are some those are like so awesome I went to Disney World and like you're like I want to meet Selena Gomez. You are shooting for the stars, and I love it. That would be so cool. Okay, I'm so excited to hear what you're gonna do. Um, yeah, me and Josie, his sister, were talking about it. She was like, "I'm so excited when he figures out what he's gonna do because I know that whatever it is, it's gonna be so fun." Um, so yeah, I'm so excited for you. Make a wish is really just such a cool thing. Um. So, yeah, and if you guys, I'm going to um, 
put the link in the description for Make-A-Wish and give kids the world where I did my Make-A-Wish. Um, so please check those out because it is so cool, Make-A-Wishes. Um, so what impact do you think your journey with help could have on others struggling? I think one of the things that we all struggle with is like just winning in the moment. Like right now it's constantly changing, but I think change is a lot of times it's good. Mm -hmm. Change doesn't mean everything is bad. I mean, we've been able to where we've been last year, we've been able kind of to flip the script on this pandemic for the good. I'm not saying it's not over, but we have stuff that can help us more than it did last year. Mm -hmm. So we can flip, we flip the script on how we were going to, how this pandemic was going. So I feel like whenever our life kind of gets stuck, we can flip the script and we can make it better. Oh, I loved that. That was probably the favorite. Oh, whenever things aren't going well, we can flip the script and make it better. Yeah, and it's not saying that you can completely change your situation, but even in like hard days, you can flip the script in your head, what you're telling yourself, um, and you can really change. And I think God really helps us do that. So I loved, I loved that. And I loved what you said even at the beginning about living in the moment. Um, and for me, like that means not worrying about the future. Um, and I have to really focus on that, like in the days leading up to my cardiologist appointments, which I know that they're probably gonna go well, but there's still a bit of worry that comes with every doctor's appointment um, that I just won't really ever be able to like, just for it to go away. So the days before I really have to focus on living each day with gratefulness and living in the moment and telling myself that no matter what happens, I'm going to be okay. So, yeah. yeah. Like you mentioned kind of appointments, I mean, I have to have another MRI just because when you go every time and you probably have this, you have an echo. And mm -hmm. as you get older, they can't see as much as they want to. So you might be on a different point where I am, but I am a 12th grader, I'm almost 19, and they cannot see anything. So an MRI gives them a better view. And I'm feeling a lot not that worried because I've already had two that I remember. So I kind of know what to expect. Yeah. Like, so it's kind of like flipping the script. I mean, I've done two and I'm flipping the script and I'm like, I've done this for two. I remember the past two times and it went fine. So yeah. there's nothing I need yeah. to worry about. Like flipping the script in your head of saying, for me, like that's echoes for me. I've done them ever since I can remember. It's just a part of my life. So instead of going in there thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so worried about the results. I think I've done a ton of these echoes. I've got this. I've, I've had experience with this. Um, and thank you. Yeah, that was, that was really good. But um, like you said, flipping the script of instead of, I can't do this, I don't know how I'm gonna do this, I'm so worried about this. I've had experience and I've got this, um, especially when it comes to appointments, whatever that might be for you. Um, so yeah, um, where were we? Oh, I think we were here. <laughs> 
What impact, both positive and negative, has your health had on your relationship with God and your faith? I think faith is very, very important. I mean, wherever I had a surgery, the church would come together and make me stuff or bring home meals. And I just think of, like, a lot of the Bible stories tell of hope. Like, my favorite Bible story probably is probably maybe the resurrection, new life Mm -hmm. after death. And I think for us, new life means a fresh start after we go through something super bad. Mm -hmm. We all get a fresh start in life, I think, whenever we go through something that maybe hasn't changed us forever, but has changed us for the time being. Mm. Yeah, yeah, especially like, I don't, like you've had open heart surgeries, I've had open heart surgeries, And I'm not joking when I say after having a major surgery like that, it feels like all of your strength has just been, or not all of it, a lot of your strength has just been taken away from you. Yeah, it's Um, just, you have to learn kind of how to do everything again. Yeah, yeah. In your mind, you're like, I've done it before and I can't do it now, why? Yeah, yeah, and it makes, it makes me, it made me kind of, mad at God for a while because when I was in the hospital it took me three days to be able to get out of the bed and walk into the hallway my heart wasn't beating on its own for 45 minutes like there was a machine during the surgery that had to beat my heart for me and just waking up out of that and feeling like I have worked so hard I've been training for a 5k I had worked so hard to get up to this and to get the strength, to get the strength, and it just feels lost. It is almost like a devastating feeling. It's not fun, and yeah, it's really hard. Um, and I don't know if you felt that through your stuff, but I know I've talked to people who have had things similar that have said the same thing. But yeah. Um, are there any impacts, any other impacts that you can think of with faith in your health? I don't think this is about faith, but I think one of the other things is I do get sick a lot more than other people, and mm-hmm. I do tend to miss a lot of school, a lot, not a lot, but a little bit more than an average person would. So sometimes it's like frustrating, like to just be at home and like I get upper respiratory infections a lot, so it's just hard to like be in and be like i want to go to school but i don't want to get anybody sick like it's one of those Mm -hmm. things where it's just you're in that situation but again you gotta flip the script and be like i'm not gonna go to school because i don't want to get anybody sick yeah yeah a lot of it like when we have situations whether it's health or not when we have situations that we can't control the only thing that we can control is the way that we're thinking about it Mm -hmm. so like when what you said about getting sick instead of saying it sucks that I'm missing this school and I really want to be there you having the um kind of not self-awareness but having the but having the ability to say instead I'm not going to school to make sure that other people are being healthy that is such a mature thing and such a good thing to do um, so again, a lot of this with health stuff that you can't control, 
goes back to flipping the script. Um, ooh, I think I'm going to title that episode, Flipping the Script About Health Issues. Um, but yeah, um, and I think also for me, my health condition has been a canvas for God to display his awe-inspiring healing power. Um, like being diagnosed when I was 18 months old with a heart condition and how God has healed me is just incredible to me. And like how he used the surgeon's hands to heal my heart is just insane to me. Um, so I think that's another impact that my health has had on my faith. Just again, like I said, being a canvas for God's power. Mm -hmm. I think that's, I mean, I was diagnosed when I was not even a day old, and I think that's just something like how can God can create so much beauty out of so much pain? Mm -hmm. He really, really can. Um, yeah, you are, you are so good. <laughs> you are so good at speaking about this. You speak in so much wisdom. I like to call them bits of wisdom, and there have been so much bits of wisdom in this episode. Um, so, what would you say to your past self when you are mentally, spiritually, and physically struggling with your health? I would say, keep going, it's going to get better. Mm -hmm. Because it has gotten better in a lot of ways. And I think, I mean, I used to have to go to a cardiologist every three or six months. I only have to go once a year now, which means things are so well that they don't need to see me but once a year, which just makes me happy because that's how far I am. Yeah, yeah. When when I think about how far I've come and we talked about strength and I brought it up a lot because it's a big part of my story about feeling like all my strength was taken away from me and like being able to do things as simple as like I love to run it's a way that I express my emotions and running as a way of like God has healed me I like look how far I've come that's what I wish I could go back and tell myself like you're going to come so far and God's going to heal you and you're going to be okay um and even being clear for the cardiologist I think I'm going like once a year now like you are and that is so cool from having to go frequently for my doctor to be able to say, it's like, it's okay, I feel okay, I feel safe with seeing you once a year is such a cool thing. And it's something that I think we could go, wish I could go back and tell my younger self that everything's gonna be okay. So yeah, those are, those are great things. Um, the last question, which I'm sad that we're coming to an end. What do you think, God would say to anyone struggling with health. You got to focus on the positive. You have to, there's so much beauty in what you're going through, but you have to get to the point where you realize it's not made all about the negatives. There's so much positive. And there's so much positive. Like me and you, Make a Wish has definitely, I think, been a catalyst for me to start telling more people. And the funny thing is, is when we were at my open house, the principal was asking me how was your summer, and my mom whispered in my ear, you should tell him what, about your make-a-wish, and he says, I want to hear more about that when that happens. 
So I think that's just so make a wish has opened up so many opportunities that I think it's just it's just opened up so many more opportunities to tell my story. Yeah. Yeah. God, I think God places things like that in our lives as opportunities to be able to share our stories. Um, and Make-A-Wish has certainly been that for me. I think that Make-A-Wish in general is just such an, yeah, a God-oriented thing and program and nonprofit. So, yeah. And I'm definitely proud of that. Like, I'm definitely so glad that you're sharing your story because it's such a cool and it's such a God-filled story. Um, and thank you for being willing to come on here and share it with us today. Um, so we are actually coming to a close, um, which is crazy because this is the first episode that I recorded of season three and I'm literally, I think it's gone so well. And I was so glad to have you on to talk about it. So if you have any other closing words that you would like to share with the listeners, um, you can now. Um, I just think if you're listening to this episode and you're wondering like how you can help or how you can spread awareness, just make a wish is a very great foundation. And I also think if you look up the, what me and Mary have, there's probably a, on February is heart month. And that's a very great way they always have donate donation boxes sometimes. So if you want to donate during part month, you can do that. Yeah, thank you so much for taking that time to kind of talk about like spreading awareness and helping out. Um, again, I'm gonna put I'll put some links in the bottom if you want to donate or if you just want to look about these really really cool organizations, Make a Wish especially, which does amazing things. Um, oh, and there's one more organization. It's, I don't know if you've heard of this, but it's Camp Luck. Have you heard oh, of it? Yes, yes. I was about to go to that, but then my heart surgery kind of got in the way. But yeah, please talk about that. I don't know much about it, but it's really cool. It was founded 2010, and I don't know what it stands for, but they do, um, they're, they're kind of like connected to the Sanger Clinic which is where I go. So it's a nonprofit kind of based out of them. And it just is, you have to have a heart condition like me and Mariana. And it's been fun because when I was little, we always used to like go on picnics and we went to a mall walk when I was really little. So I spent most of probably my elementary school years doing stuff with them and it was really fun. Yeah, Camp Look is so cool. And I, I think I thought I was gonna, Something got in the way of me doing one of their activities or something. I don't remember exactly, but having a place like you are the only person that I know with a heart condition, even remotely like the one that I have. Yeah, and I think me when I I don't remember when me and you first met, but all I remember is my mom saying she has the same as you, and I'm like, oh really? Because I've never heard that. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly think one of the reasons God placed Josie in my life, because me and Josie are very close even now, was because I would have somebody who I could relate to and talk to this stuff about, because I think that's so needed. I think that's why Make-A-Wish is great, why Camp Luck is great, um, because it places people in your life 
who you can talk to and say, this is what I've been through. And people that can say, truly, I understand. Like, I know this is really hard. Um, so thank you so much for bringing that up. And I'll put all those links in the description. So please, please check those out. Um, so yeah, and this is now where I kind of give a plug to my social media account. Um, and if you want to give a plug to yours real quick, you can. Um, um, mine's is Jake or John and on Instagram. So I don't, I'll probably post some stuff when the podcast comes out and you'll definitely see more stuff when I find my Make-A-Wish out. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, so go follow Jake. Um, everything, like I said, all links to everything will be in the description. And I have a Instagram called Wisdom for the Journey where I post a lot about the podcast, a lot about how to grow in faith, a lot about everything. Just It's basically this podcast and an Instagram. Um, so if you guys would like to follow that, please do. But without further ado, thank you so much for listening, and I can't wait to see you the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you got something out of it. If you haven't already, make sure to follow our Instagram at Wizard for the Journey. I truly pour my heart into it. And if you love this podcast, it is definitely the place for you. Also, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure to leave a rating. Again, thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.